You're listening to Renegade Broadcasting. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you November 7th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. Please check out RenegadeTribune.com and go on over to HeathenHerbs.com. You had a special little treat this week because you got a show from Sinead. It was over two hours long. She went into some topics uh, regarding the recent scandal with Jason Cohen and Philosopher Cat, who was defending him. Somebody had come into the comments, maybe pretending to be Jason Cohen, looking to set up a debate. I don't know if it was really him. I'll debate him, I guess. I just don't know what there is to debate. He is an obvious shill for Jews, and it looks pretty damning, the stuff that's been said about him regarding him being a sexual predator. But just use your eyes. That That guy looks like an absolute psychopath, an absolute creep. So just stay away from him regardless of whether or not some of those allegations are, in fact, true. Uh, So, we'll see where that goes. We'll see what happens there. Sinead also just recently released a piece on the Tribune regarding George Birdie, who is the guy, uh, the the male half of Uber Folk with Philosopher Cat, where she does her kind of operatic singing only the Gods Can Save Us is one of their songs. It's pretty ridiculous. And no, not only the Gods Can Save Us, we must save ourselves. So it's this kind of neo-folk band, but this George Birdie guy, he has quite a history. He was the guy who founded Resistance Records. I'm pretty sure it was then acquired by the National Alliance. Anyway, he was a part of the band Rahoa, and I'm pretty sure he was number two in line in the Church of the Creator or the Creativity Alliance. I'm not sure which one. They kind of had this split. But that was Ben Clausen's racial religious movement. So he's pretty high up in there. They're the ones who popularized the term Rahoa for racial holy war. So he was in this kind of skinhead band for a while. And then what happens is he just went away for a little bit, renounced his entire racist past, and then he uh, he married an Indian woman and did an interview with the SPLC about just how racist and evil he was. I guess he's reversed course again, and now he's part of Uber folk. You know, once somebody really is known to be a race traitor, I don't think that there's any coming back from that. Perhaps somebody, you know, was an anti-white 
because they were brainwashed and then they can see the light. I can perfectly accept that. But somebody who goes from being just brought up non-racially to then becoming the leader of the Rahoa band and resistance records and then goes to being an anti-white saying, oh, I'm so sorry for my racism, SPLC. I've married an Indian woman and then comes back and then tries to be racial again. No, that just doesn't work for me. So it just indicates to me that this whole operation that involves people like George Birdie, Philosopher Cat, uh, Jason Cohen, and also Mark Collette, whose patriotic alternative party just houses, literally houses, known child predators. I mean, this is just so suspect, more than suspect. It's just damning. Don't have anything to do with any of these people. With that being said, let's get into the main topics for the show. Let's start off with COVID. So a federal appeals court has blocked Biden's vaccine mandates for big companies, and they stated that there are grave statutory and constitutional issues. Yeah, I think that's that's a given. Now, uh, they are going overboard trying to really make sure that people don't understand just how dangerous this vaccine is. And it's not even a vaccine, I know. But there is a story here. Brits who post false information about vaccines could be jailed for two years. So last week, I read out all these news stories about how pedophile spared jail. This is all from Britain. Pedophile spared jail. Oh, caught with a horde of, of child pornography, spared jail. Oh, because of COVID, this child rapist, uh, he can't be imprisoned. Now what they're trying to do is imprison somebody who posts what they know to be true about vaccines on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane. The Ministry of Information is is really trying to go overboard. The Ministry of Truth here to make sure that nobody nobody says anything bad about those those great pharmaceutical companies. So it's uh, part of the online safety bill. It's described as the flagship legislation to combat abuse and hatred on the internet. Oh. So the law would create a knowingly false communication offense, which will criminalize those who send or post a message they know to be false with the intention to cause emotional, psychological, or physical harm to the likely audience. And so apparently some of the examples that were given were of anti-vaxxers spreading false information that they know to be untrue. How, how are they going to prove that somebody knows this to be untrue? That's just really weird. Well, not weird. I mean, it's we know what they're doing, but uh, it's it's interesting how actually uh, Facebook had come out before about Holocaust denial and said, you know, some of these people actually believe the things that they're posting. They're not they're not knowingly uh, spreading disinformation, and then they just decided, oh well, it doesn't matter. We're just going to show everybody. Because, well, the ADL is embedded within each and every one of these big Silicon Valley tech companies. Yep. So when we hear all these scandals about, oh, Facebook wasn't doing enough to stop the hatred, they're profiting from hate. No, actually, they're not. They could be way more successful than they are right now if they hadn't banned so many people and made it explicit that you can't share anything truthful on that platform. So it's not all about the money for them. Yeah, they are ruining children's lives for sure. But uh, the main arguments that they don't censor enough, absolutely absurd. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so 
Yeah, two-year jail sentence for sharing some stories about Pfizer, I guess. Now, uh, we have a kind of a correction that has taken place in Italy. I don't know how official this is, but a new report from Italy's Higher Institute of Health. Uh, did, they did an analysis of the nation's COVID-19 death tally. And the official COVID death tally was at 132,161 in October of 2021. So what they what they this report did was they looked at how this was an unrealistic number because COVID-19 was diagnosed in much haste and they were given basically financial bribery to use non-specific diagnostic criteria. So this report actually they went and they take took a look at all this and it reduced Italy's COVID-19 death tally by 97.1%. And now they're saying that actually it's closer to 3,783 cases could be directly correlated with a COVID-19 diagnosis. So under 4,000 people died of COVID-19, it was her saying here. But I don't think that's even true because have they actually isolated the virus? Can we really say conclusively that this was caused by a coronavirus at all? Or was it just some respiratory illness and they tested high on a PCR test? You know, it's really hard to say. The whole thing was fraudulent to begin with. But that's interesting how they've really um, lowered that death count. And if it really comes out that they completely, not only inflated, just but completely fabricated the death counts all over the world and just attribute anything to COVID-19 death. And then we see all the real deaths from suicide for the people who lost their businesses, the people who were intubated and killed by the medical mafia with all the different respiratory inhibiting drugs, the people who have just been had their lives just absolutely ruined in every single way possible, all the divorces, all the depression. I mean, who's going to be held responsible for all of the real victims of the government's actions, not from the COVID-19 panic, but from the government's actions. Somebody needs to be held accountable. A lot of people actually need to be held accountable for all the damage that has been caused. And speaking of the damage that's been caused, it looks like there could be some ways to treat some of the damage caused by the COVID shots. And it looks like Ovid, uh, <laughs> Ovid sorry, ozone treatments could reverse uh, blood clots caused by the COVID shots. And there's some visual evidence of this. I'm looking at this from uh, a Humans Are Free article. And it, it talks about how ozone treatments are able to cancel the spike protein, you know, in quotes, cancel the spike protein introduced by the COVID-19 shots. And yeah, it does look like the clotting which takes place. And you could see this under the microscope. I mean, apparently, I'm not actually looking at blood cells under the microscope, but uh, they all start clotting up. And then with an ozone treatment, it does look like, uh, actually it was six autohemotherapy ozone passes. The blood seems to return completely back to normal. Ozone is pretty awesome. So that is good news, guys. That is really good news if this is true and if it has long-term lasting effects. Something to keep in mind if you or your loved ones have been damaged from this shot. And people are dropping like flies all over the place. Healthy athletes in particular out there 
playing their sports, just dropping dead. I, I A couple weeks ago, I went through a bunch of different stories about these mysterious deaths just coming out of nowhere. A lot of them young, athletic people. Here's one about a 24-year-old hockey star, Boris Sadecki, who died after collapsing on the ice in cardiac arrest last Friday. So he's a professional hockey player. He passed away on Wednesday after suffering a cardiac arrest last Friday during a match in Austria. Earlier this week, soccer star Emil Palsen collapsed in cardiac arrest during match play in Europe. Yep. Cardiac Why are these young, healthy athletes dying of cardiac arrest? Could it have anything to do with the known documented connections between the mandatory... COVID-19 shot, and heart issues, particularly inflammation of the heart. Myocarditis seen all the time, especially in young boys. Oh, and now they're, they're injecting the 5 to 11-year-olds too. This is so sick. This is so sick. So many people need to be held accountable for all of the lives that have been lost and completely ruined because of what the government has done in collaboration with some of these big businesses and in collaboration with the Jewish-owned media. Zog needs to be toppled because of this. If, if there's any good that can come out of this, perhaps it is that we can finally get people together to topple Zog. That would, that would make me happy. Nothing will take, you know, will return these lives that have been lost and ruined, but at least... They won't have died in vain. How about that? And so many people are getting sick. So, And it's not from the COVID, is it? Hospitals in America, Australia, and Sweden are swamped with people sicker than ever. And they don't have COVID. So what are they sick from? Oh, these mysterious illnesses. It's from vaccine damage. It's from the mRNA gene therapy. That's what's going on. This is from Information Liberation. Hospitals in America, Australia, and Sweden are reportedly being overwhelmed with patients who are sicker than ever, and the media insists that no one knows why. NPR reports ERs are now swamped with seriously ill patients, but many don't even have COVID. Oh, that's so weird. Isn't that strange? What's going on here? Australia is reporting the same. Australia's hospitals under pressure despite COVID-19 respite as healthcare workers prepare for Delta threat. AMA report finds. Yep, I'll, I'll just I'm not going to read through all of these, but yeah, COVID cases are, are going down, but all these people are just super sick and they they don't know why. What's going on? Got everybody all vaxxed up, and now people are are sick with some mysterious illnesses. Just more boosters. That that will do it. Get some more boosters in these people. Over here in Sweden, here's a here's a headline. Increase in seriously ill people in the emergency room. No one knows why. It's a record month. Well, what's causing a surge in blood clots and heart attacks, heart conditions, and weakened immune system? What could be possibly doing this, people? I have no idea. It's just so mysterious. Why why all these blood clots, heart attacks, and heart conditions, and, and, and people who are fine otherwise? Why are they weakened immune systems? What could possibly be going on? It's just so strange. We need to we need to get some good detectives in on this to figure out what's going on. How about this story about uh, Gavin Newsom? He disappeared uh, for about 10 days. He skipped uh, the COP26 summit. I think that's about carbon and uh, 
you know, cl climate change, right? Isn't that what that's about? So he skipped that to deal with so-called family obligations. And it was the 10 days after he got his uh, booster shot. Yep, so he got shot up with a vaccine. I'm surprised he didn't get a saline solution. And now he's just, he's nowhere to be seen. I'm guessing he's just seriously sick. You'd have to think, right? He, uh, he even, after he got the, the booster, he flexed his big old muscles. The, the pedo governor he flexed his big muscles and he's just, he's like a superhero. You know how the Pfizer ad that came out for the little children says that it, the vaccine is a super, a super power filled uh, clot shot? I mean, no, no. It gives them superpowers and they are superheroes and they're going to save the day. They're going to save the world from COVID with the Pfizer vaccine. I want to take Albert Burla and wring his little neck. All these people, so many people have to be involved. And yeah, maybe not all of them realize the evil that they're doing, but those at the top, they sure as hell do. So yeah, it looks like Gavin Newsom is injured. I hope he dies. I hope it takes him out. But no, they'll probably get him some good care. Maybe they'll get some ozone in his blood. I'm sure they know how to take care of this. Not for us. They're not going to do it for us, but for themselves. And uh, here's a Wall Street Journal article. Rising, co rising COVID-19 breakthrough cases hinder efforts to control virus. These breakthrough cases. I love how they're called breakthrough. They're breaking through the protection of the vaccine. No, the, the people are getting sick because they took the vaccine. People in their 40s show biggest case rise among UK vaccinated, likely due to their children. Oh, blame the unvaccinated children. We just need to vaccinate all the children. That's the, that's the problem. It's the children who are getting them sick. What? They shouldn't be getting sick. I thought this was a great protection, this vaccine. So they're bemoaning the fact that all these breakthrough cases are making it... So it's hard. It's hard to really get the virus under control because now people don't, you know, trust the vaccine as much. And, and these breakthrough cases, these people can spread it too. Oh, so they're getting sick and they can spread it with the vaccine. Then why are we mandating this goddamn vaccine, which is killing children, which is killing adults, which is ruining people, which is causing serious debilitating damage? I think we know why, because it's a population control thing, because we're being ruled over by Jewish psychopaths. I think that's what's going on. I, I'm pretty sure that that's the reason. It's not about our health and well-being. That's for damn sure. All right, now let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about some racial issues. A lot of people are celebrating the success of uh, the Republican in the election for... Uh, Virginia, and it would be Go Governor Glenn Youngkin, who beat out Terry McAuliffe, who was a very powerful Democrat, and everybody was coming out for McAuliffe. You know, you had Biden, you had uh, Obama, the gold tag team, uh, the, the pedo bros. They, um, yeah, they came out for him, but nobody really cared because the issues seemed to revolve around Youngkin uh, coming out against CRT. And so what happened was that a lot of, and, and parent choice in schools, a lot of white women in particular are being blamed by the Democrats for shifting hard to the Republican Youngkin. Wait, but I thought that white women are always going to vote against their, their own interests. I thought they were going to vote anything that's anti-white. Isn't that what the narrative is with all these right-wing bros? 
actually, they're the ones who shifted it to the right for this election. I'm not saying that's even a good thing, but they were following good instincts because they don't want to see their children in schools being taught critical race theory, which is anti-white propaganda, and they don't want teachers waving rainbow dildos in the faces of their children. And that's pretty much what, what goes on. I use that as a kind of a metaphor, but that's pretty much what goes on in these schools when you've got these insane psychopaths who are dictating the agenda. But here's the thing. Glenn Youngkin is not our ally. He is not our friend. He just used our, our kind of anger at the system to project himself into a win. That's what happened. He's a politician, he knew, he knew how to push the right buttons. But, you know, of course, when push comes to shove, who's he really going to be supporting? Who's he really behind? Now, I mean, this guy has, has come out. He's blamed white supremacists for Virginia's crime increase in a campaign ad he did. Really? He blamed white supremacists in Virginia for a crime increase. Is this our guy? Is this really our guy? He's endorsed removing the Robert E. Lee statue. It says all Confederate monuments can go. Yeah, just get him out of here. And you know who he's best buddies with? Let me just read a tweet from him. Our Jewish friends and neighbors must know that we stand with them against the tide of hate and discrimination. Virginia must make take clear and concrete action to stop all forms of anti-Semitism. And when I'm governor, we will. Yes, our guy, based, based, based. Uh, yeah, that, that's who we've got now as governor of Virginia. But, but yay, my CRT. You know, maybe better if they were teaching CRT in these schools because then at least the little children would be rebellious against it. Maybe it would keep the, keep the parents fired up and taking their children out of these schools. Now they're just going to tone it back a little bit. Who knows? They'll probably just keep teaching it. It's just so sick. But yeah, he really was propelled to the win through... Suburban moms. It's the revolt of the soccer moms. We just need to get them pointed in the right direction. That's what needs to take place. It was a huge swing for him. Oh, so it's just so sick. Yeah, he's adopted the, the international Jews working definition of anti-Semitism, which means that even if you criticize Israel, oh, it's anti-Semitic and we're going to ban you from anything, pretty much. All right, next story uh, from Information Liberation. Ibram X. Kendi tweets and deletes article inadvertently debunking white privilege, claims criticizing him is a form of violence. So what he did was he tweeted out this report that claims that a high number of white students are falsely identifying themselves as people of color on college admissions in order to get into these schools. And so then he deleted it after realizing what this is actually saying is that white people are in fact not privileged and they have to pretend to be non-white in order to get into schools. Everything else on their resumes, uh, you know, on their uh, transcripts, on their, on their application, it's completely the same. And this happens at, at job uh, for jobs as well. Everything exactly the same, but you put on a diverse name yeah, you might very well get the job because there are quotas, because there's affirmative action going on in all sorts of different areas. So, uh, yeah, he he said that anybody who even criticizes him makes fun of him. It's violence, and uh, he's he's battling against uh, slavery essentially. Oh, it's Jack Posobiec who had uh, who had tweeted at him, and this guy just 
flew off the rails. Jack is such an intelligence asset anyway. Never follow a guy like Jack Posebic or however you say it, Pussy Bitch. I think that might be it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Ibram X. Kendi, this guy, his works are put into all these different schools because he's such a great anti-racist author. Just so great. Yeah, he just... Uh, here's his actual tweet that he deleted. More than a third of white students lied about their race on college applications. About half of these applications lied about being Native American. More than three-fourths of these students who lied about their race were accepted. <laughs> they have to lie about not being white in order to get into college. That's how systemic racism apparently works in this country. You know how you want to know how uh, systemic racism actually works? It's uh, how white people are beaten, brutalized, murdered, and the Jewish media doesn't report on it. Not at all. I did see the Jewish media in terms of Breitbart reporting on something that came out of uh, Germany, and it's disgusting. It's like, I mean, but this happens every day. Here's the headline. German girl, 15, raped by nearly a dozen migration background men for hours. 15-year-old girl raped by a dozen refugees for hours. But guys, this happens all over. Happens in Britain. Happens in all these white countries. Happens in America. And this is all due to the politicians who made it happen. They're the ones who brought them all in. They're the ones who cover up the crimes. They need to be held accountable. Along with these guys, of course. I'm not saying that these guys should not be killed instantly. Instantly. But no, they're going to stay there. I bet they're not even going to get deported. Maybe a little slap on the wrist, a little cultural difference uh, excuse. They have cultural differences. It was a sexual emergency. Remember that one? For the guy who, I think, raped a boy at a pool in Sweden? I think that one was labeled a sexual emergency. It is so sickening. It is so infuriating. Oh, my God. But if you object to it, you know what? You're the domestic terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist. And let's listen to this clip here. The guys, these schools Here's are so your bad. Terrorist. <laughs> Sorry, let me give this a, a little bit of a preference. Um, this is a mentally ill teacher here. Now, of course, she's not identifying herself as being mentally ill, but she obviously is. She's singing about how parents are terrorists because they want to get in the way of her indoctrinating your children. And her little TikTok here, I think it has like a big rainbow uh, fist in the air. I think that's symbolic of uh, supporting anal fisting, maybe. That's what it indicates to me. Oh, oh, uh, rainbow communism. I, I don't know. Okay, let's listen. Here's your ostinato. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. Terrorist, terrorist, purple for parents are. While some had good intentions, they all were misinformed. Now threatening violence, toxic teachers has become the norm. They come to school board meetings with lots of things to say. And they will bully, cuss, or scream if they don't get their way. Yeah, wasn't that great? <clears throat> I love these singing teachers where telling children to you know wear the masks and everything, and also these ones just calling parents domestic terrorists. This is great. Anyway, there's another clip I wanted to play that is just so ridiculous. It seems like a parody. It seems like satire, but it's not. This is really from Microsoft. This is uh, Microsoft Ignite. I don't even know what Microsoft Ignite is, 
but these people are super excited about before, but before they tell you about the product, Microsoft Ignite, they've got to tell you about how actually the, the campus for Microsoft, it's on land that was stolen from a bunch of different tribes. And also they have to tell you what their appearances and identification are, the people who are presenting. Maybe it's for the people who are blind and can't see them, but for anybody who is watching this, it's absolutely absurd because they not only describe their, their racial background, but they describe their kind of hair and that whether or not they're wearing glasses. Is this a new form of inclusivity where you've got to describe yourself so in case somebody's blind, they can understand? I mean, we also need people there doing sign language for them as well then, right? So that the people who are deaf can understand. I don't know what this is all about, but hopefully this is a new thing. Hopefully this kind of uh, this kind of introduction catches on. Anyway, let's listen. Hello and welcome to Microsoft Ignite. We've got a big day ahead and lots in store for you. First, we want to acknowledge that the land where the Microsoft campus is situated was traditionally occupied by the Sammamish, the Duwamish, the Snoqualmie, the Suquamish, the Muckleshoot, the Snohomish, the Tulalip, and other Coast Salish peoples since time immemorial. That's actually not true. And the reason that's not true is because it's not time immemorial. We can actually put a date on when it was that the Asiatics came over to the west coast of America. And we can also show that the Salutrians were in America first. But they're not going to talk about that, of course. They're going to talk about all these many tribes who, I guess, occupied the land over the years. It's very important that they make that clear. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. My name is Allison Wines. I'm a senior program manager in our developer tools division. I'm an Asian and white female with dark brown hair wearing a red sleeveless top. And I'm Seth Juarez, Program Manager in the AI Platform Group. I'm a tall Hispanic male wearing a blue shirt, khaki pants. Today we kick off two days of learning more about the latest solutions, exploring how these key innovations can empower you to do great things, and connecting with peers from around the world. This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Hello everyone, I'm Natalia Gadilla. I'm a Caucasian woman with long blonde hair and I go by she, her. I'm a product marketing lead here at Microsoft and co-host of the podcast Security Unlocked with this guy. Yes, that would be me. Hello everyone, I'm Nick Fillingham. I'm a Caucasian man with glasses and a beard. I go by he, him, and I'm a security evangelist here at Microsoft. In our developer tool. I, I can't believe he didn't mention that he actually has a, a mohawk. How did he forget to mention that he has a mohawk? That's a pretty defining feature. He mentioned that he has glasses, but not that he has a mohawk. Ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. This world is absolutely ridiculous, and we know who to thank for that. Our good friend, the Jews. And uh, the, the Jews are the next topic, actually, we have here. Uh, an article came out from the Daily Beast, Rabbi from Hell at Center of Gruesome Cult Murders. And it was some murders that took place in the ultra-Orthodox community in Israel some while ago. And finally, this guy, Eliezer Burland, this infamous cult leader, has actually finally been apprehended and he's <clears throat> been implicated in some unsolved murders from back in the 80s. But come on, what rabbi isn't from hell? Now, I know the Christian concept of hell is retarded, but, you know, just in the way that most people use it, most of these rabbis, they're from hell. And if you want to talk about what the Talmud's actually about, and even the Torah, the Torah that the Christians love so much, we can talk about some pretty evil things that exist in there, especially the Talmud. 
So, yeah, when you talk about a rabbi from hell, come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> are there any good ones? Are there any ones that actually are good people promoting anything sane and healthy? No, maybe they're good for the Jews that they represent. Yeah, they might find them to be great. But for the rest of us, absolutely not. Oh, such holy, moralistic people. Yeah, give me a break. It's a ridiculous headline, though. Okay, uh, let's take a look at, at this. And I'm, I'm bringing up this story. It doesn't have to tie directly into Jews. But, well, Jews uh, run the heroin trade and just opium in general, and they have for a long time. And we discussed this in a documentary we did. So I wanted to bring this up in this section. So heroin is disappearing from the American market. And this coincides with the United States leaving their stronghold in uh, Afghanistan there. What, what a strange coincidence. Now, the way that Vice News presents this is just ridiculous. New heroin is disappearing from drug markets across North America, a trend that experts say is wreaking havoc. These experts are saying not having heroin is just ruining this country. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of uh, people are having a hard time kicking the habit. And maybe they're going to other things such as fentanyl or maybe some other opioids. Maybe back to prescriptions that got them started in the first place. I don't know. But uh, let's get rid of heroin. That'd be great. How, how about that? It's just so crazy that uh, nobody really connected the dots at a big level showing, uh, yeah, you know, the United States went into Afghanistan, which is producing all of the world's supply of, uh, of opium now, or at least a vast majority. And wow, we got this crazy opioid epidemic going on in the country. Hmm, I wonder what's happening. Why are those soldiers guarding those poppy fields? All right, so now this is a good story. This is an interesting story. Harvey Milk and his last name. Is that a, was that really his last name? It would seem to tie into Moloch. I've talked about Moloch before in the past. MLK, you know, uh, which means king in Hebrew. And uh, this Harvey Milk guy, terrible, ter terrible person, which I'll get into. But the U.S. Navy has just launched a ship named after him. He's called a gay rights leader. He's a little bit more than that, but let's just read through the BBC piece for a second. The U.S. Navy has launched a ship named after a gay rights activist forced to resign from the service because of his sexuality in the 1950s. The USNS Harvey Milk was launched in San Diego on Saturday in a service attended by Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro and Milk's nephew Sturt. It is one of six new ships to be named after famed U.S. civil rights leaders. Oh, so progressive. Yes, we're going to be so ready for war, guys. No, actually not. You know what? They're focusing on all this crap while the British Marines, the British Royal Marines, just kicked the, uh, kicked the ass of the Americans in some drill they were doing. Yeah, the United States is not ready to go to war when all they can focus on is uh, butt sex and uh, covering for pedophiles and whatnot and funding transgender operations and all that. So they're also going to do uh, some ships after Chief Justice or yeah, Chief Justice Earl Warren and uh, Robert Kennedy. So they talk about how Milk served as a diving officer and lieutenant before he was questioned about his sexuality and kicked out as you would think he should be. Oh, think about the song In the Navy, The Village People. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've had a bunch of sodomites in there for a long time. But now it's just openly celebrating sodomites, but not just celebrating sodomites, celebrating pederastic sodomites. Yes, people. Harvey Milk was not just interested in men, he was interested in boys. Let's take a look at this article from Star Observer first. <clears throat> Milk pedophile claim. An anti-gay family group in California has labeled slain San Francisco city supervisor and gay political pioneer Harvey Milk a pedophile in an effort to attack schools that celebrate Harvey Milk Day. Also, real quickly here. I think about all the children that go missing and they're put on milk cartons. There's just some weird occult connection there. But this guy also was a big, big supporter of none other than Jim Jones. So he's directly responsible for the Jonestown Massacre. But yeah, let's celebrate him in schools. This year's Harvey Milk Day fell on a Sunday. However, schools may hold events to celebrate Milk's contribution to the fight for civil rights for GLBT Americans in the week before or after the day. I don't know if they got that right or it's just a different ordering of the letters. But this is from 2011. Maybe things have changed a little bit. In 1964, in his early 30s, Milk began a relationship with Jack McKinley, a theatrical stage manager who was 16 years old when they met in New York. I'm pretty sure Milk was 33. So he was over twice the boy's age. The age of consent in California is 18. So, yeah. Hmm. The Save California group, which campaigns almost exclusively in opposition to GLBT rights, says this means that children are made to be made to celebrate a sexual predator in schools, even though the age of consent is 16 in most U.S. states. Yeah, he's still a sexual predator, even if it, even if the age of consent is 16. All right, so they did have a five-year relationship, which eventually uh, Milk broke off. I guess the boy got too old. Let's take a look at this from Pink News. This is from 2014, after they had made Harvey Milk into a stamp. AFA, Harvey Milk stamp is honoring a known sexual predator and pedophile. Yeah, this is a this is a big time Jew. That's what this is. Uh, I mean, we honor sexual predators and pedophiles all the time, especially when they're Jewish. The American Family Association has attacked the release of a stamp in honor of gay rights hero Harvey Milk, describing him as a known sexual predator. The White House will hold a ceremony next month to launch a stamp in honor of the assassinated politician who became one of the first openly gay elected officials in the U.S. when he won a seat on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1977. And, and let's make clear, he used that position to promote Jim Jones and honor this man. AFA's president, Tim Wildman, said honoring predator Harvey Milk on a U.S. postage stamp is disturbing to say the least. Milk used his charm and power to prey upon young boys with emotional problems and drug addiction. He's the last person we should be featuring on a stamp. Furthermore, the radical homosexual lobby will undoubtedly encourage businesses to use these stamps all in the name of inclusiveness, political correctness, and unity. Whatever you think about diversity, no one thinks diversity ought to include pedophilia. This is not diversity, this is perversity. Yeah, I mean, but that is what diversity is all about now. Love beyond age, as John Cena said in that infamous commercial that I've played before. <clears throat> the launch of the Harvey Milk Forever stamp will take place at the White House on May 22nd, while an additional public dedication ceremony will take place in San Francisco on May 28th. That was seven years ago, and now they got a big old Navy ship after them. This, this part's great. I love this. I asked uh, Google about, oh, is Harvey Milk a pedophile? I came up with an Answers.com result. Was Harvey Milk a pedophile? No, period. 
And then it goes on to explain. Pedophiles are attracted to children who are under the age of puberty. He was a homosexual ephebophile, which means primarily attracted to boys aged 15 to 19. His runaway boyfriend, Jack McKinley, was 16 when Harvey was 33. Source, the mayor of Castro Street, the life and times of Harvey Milk. He wasn't a pedophile. No, no, no. Stop that. He was a homosexual ephebophile. He liked the little twinks. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. 16 is, is fine in most states. It's so sick. So sick. All right, let's take a look at this little um, this little tweet I saw from this Jew, Noah Berlatsky. Okay, he tweeted out a story, a link to a story, Child Trafficking Narratives Are Misleading from Prostasia.org. And uh, this is his story. He says, I have wrote about how child trafficking narratives are misleading and how that puts underage people who trade sex at risk. Underage people who trade sex. Like, this is their, their right. It's their right to just sell themselves to, to adult pimps. They're not, they're not being trafficked. This is their right. These Jews are so toxic. They are so subversive. Let me just read this one more time so, so it can sink in. I wrote about how child trafficking narratives are misleading and how that puts underage people who trade sex at risk. I think you all know by now what needs to actually happen to be able to clean up America, clean up any of these countries that, you know, we're living in, the dear listeners of Renegade in the formerly white world. I think you know we just cannot be a healthy, functioning country while being ruled over by Zog and their minions and their allies. They are going to continue to push perversity, subversion, insanity, clot shots, and the rest, waving rainbow dildos in your children's face into the future forever. And it's only going to get worse down this slippery slope unless they are stopped. They need to be stopped. That is really the message that I am trying so hard to get through to everybody. I don't know necessarily how to stop them, how to topple them, but I know it must be done. And I know that I cannot do it alone. I know that you cannot do it alone, but together, us working together, really exposing these people, changing hearts and minds, I think big change definitely can happen. And with that, guys, I'm going to leave you. This has been a shorter show this week, but Sinead did her longer show, so go check out that one if you haven't. Also, I'm going to play a show to, uh, song to close us out here, and you can find this over at Sinead's SoundCloud. And I actually helped a little bit trying to write some of these lyrics and maybe uh, arrange the music just a little bit. I, I played a little part in this song, so I hope you enjoy it. Do support Sinead's musical aspirations and of course go order some things from heathen herbs as well and if you want to send any support to me i've got a p.o box and i've got some crypto wallets thanks so much for listening thanks to the supporters thanks to people who just shared the content around i'll be back with you all again very soon